Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere the podcast, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier and then we talk about it and we find out how it went. Today's guest is Christoph Davidson. I'm so excited to have him on the show. Uh, his assignment was about accomplishing goals, uh, which uh, is a tricky subject to navigate at this point in time. I want you guys to know, like, the assignment that I give him was to make small goals for each day. I think this is a really important thing because I think all of us are coming up against this sort of desire to be productive, but also this severe lack in energy and motivation and structure in our lives right now, um, which I want you to know whatever goals you make for the day are enough. So Christoph was lucky that this assignment fell in a time where he had some big goals that were coming up at the end of the week. So it was a good way to kind of structure his motivation for achieving those big goals by the end of the week. But I want you guys to know that even if your goals for the day were make my bed, respond to that email, that's fine. That's enough. As long as you did those things for the day, you're golden. Uh, there's no reason why you should be expecting yourself to be like a powerhouse of productivity right now. So I just want you to know that whatever you do, that's enough. That's fine. That's all you got to do. Even if your goal was just get out of bed before noon, that's a win. That's a good day. You got out of bed before noon. I'm proud of you. That's all you had to do. That's fine. Um, if you want to support Christoph in general, you can follow him on social media at this Christoph. If you want to support this podcast in general, uh, you can like it, rate it, subscribe it, recommend it to a friend. Uh, you could send us an email. You could send us an email. I love reading emails at loveiseverywherepodcast at gmail.com. Send us a love letter. Send us uh, some words of encouragement. Tell us how you're doing right now. Uh, I'd be fine with that. I want to know how you're doing. How are you listeners uh, coping with this whole thing? How are you, How's your mental health? How are you, how are you loving on yourself right now? <laughs> Above all, I just want you guys to continue being kind to yourselves uh, during this time and during any other time, quite frankly. Uh, just as a, a general rule, that's all I want for you guys. is just for you to be happy and loving yourself and being proud of yourself however much you're getting done. I also want to say I really miss Matt. Matt, when you're listening to this in the edit, I really miss you. <laughs> um, obviously, we're doing these episodes remotely right now, um, so it's just me and the guest and... Uh, I feel like they're going really well, and I'm really happy, and it's wonderful to get to have these conversations with people, uh, but I want you, Matt, and you, the listeners, to know that without Matt in the room, it is different, and I really miss him, and I can't wait until we can get back to doing episodes in person, because he is a really crucial piece of this whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, in the meantime, please enjoy this episode with Christoph Davidson. Christoph Davidson, welcome. Thanks. Um, I'm being told Hello. that my I'm being told that my internet connection is unstable, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Can you hear? It does me? sound chop. Um, you're you're chopping up a bit, and I and I it, I normally mine's bad, but I've I've gone to a place where it's really strong, so I'm I'm you're elated in, that it. You're coming in fine for me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You seem a little choppy, but I'm yeah, I'm just already feeling. See, feeling glad that it's not my fault. That's yeah. that's my. <laughs> it told me. It gave me a big warning. Your internet connection is unstable. So 
apparently my internet's going through it today but okay yeah welcome thank you for being here i'm glad to be talking to somebody i know right isn't it great <laughs> yeah, it's awesome we start with an honest how are you so how are you for real uh how are I for real pretty good little uh i'm a little uh, stressed i've got a, a pretty important pitch tomorrow um with comedy central which oh, sound, yeah it sounds fancy but you know it's the the chances are always so slim but you want to do the best job you can and uh pitching a project that you've been working on for oh, like three years with the same kind of enthusiasm that you did three years ago and <laughs> over the phone just like it's a unique skill set that i'm working yeah. on so i'm it's it's a good enough kind of nerves that are going to make me I, I hopefully do everything I need to do to to do a good job at it and then and then you know you cross your fingers and mm -hmm. hope to get famous some other way so that <laughs> uh, your project gets greenlit. I feel like sometimes nerves can kind of help you tap into like what you were saying about trying to do it with the same enthusiasm as you had for it when you first started working on it. The nerves can kind of help with that sometimes like uh, it kind of gives you like a, a natural boost almost. Yeah, no, you need to be a little nervous if you ever feel like, I mean, stand-up's the easiest one, but in any kind of those situations, if you feel like you have it in the bag, then you're not, you're not going to be ready. You're gonna... Yeah, and nerves just mean that you care as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, which I do, I care. I hope I can, you know, continue to get paid to work with my friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope it all goes well for you. Thanks, and uh, how are you doing, Tracy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm feeling a little like a little melancholy today, not for any reason in particular. I think, I don't know what I've been thinking is like during this time, like every day is a new emotional landscape kind mm -hmm. of. <laughs> so figuring out how to navigate the landscape of today, but this is a nice sunny spot in the day though. This is great. Yeah, this is good. We had a nice sunny day and then it's five days of rain. So yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, people have been like, it's been ups and downs. I'm reading a lot about people saying like, you know, two days of, oh, I've got this to one day of terror mm -hmm. and, uh, and dread. I felt all of that terror and dread like six weeks ago, like as soon as it was announced. Um, and then, and it was pretty bad, like for a few days. Mm -hmm. uh, and then since then, you know, ups and downs, but I feel like I got a lot of it out right out of the gate. That's um, good. You kind of like purged yourself. You did a, like an emotional cleanse oh, <laughs> of, yeah. of all yeah, of the like, like grief and devastation. Well, I think that like, it was just like, it got, I got so kind of like caught up in my own head. I, I also started a new relationship, which is a great time to start mm -hmm. a new, <laughs> new relationship. Um, so, you, you know, you have all those new relationship energy and all those questions and then that and compile with, you know, um, like a, like a family death anniversary and then a global pandemic being announced. And it was enough for me to like feel bad enough that I'm like, well, I better fix this. Mm -hmm. And so then I did and I feel relative, you know, now I feel more on, on the level. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I've been wondering about you new relationship people. I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about that, about what it would, must yeah. be like for people who are just starting something and then this happens. Oh, do or die. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, to be or not to be kind of thing. And you got to answer that question pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, Luckily, we started chatting like mid-January um, and then got to go on a handful of dates, um, you know, a few weeks leading up to everything and then kind of made the decisions to like, to, so I'm, I'm pretty much on lockdown with her and her roommates and, and it's, 
we've learned a lot about each other really mm -hmm. quickly. So far, <laughs> yeah, so far so good. It's been a good way to figure out, you know, not not waste any time. Yeah, it's true. I feel like it's kind of like being in a like a reality dating show where it's like yeah. <laughs> you go through the like the selection process and you pick a person and then they like put you in a house together with nobody else for like a couple months. That's <laughs> Sounds like the makings of a reality show. Very much so, except infinitely healthier because there are no cameras or yes. producers trying to create drama, uh, and neither of us are big on that. So it's been a lot, a lot better than than a That's reality good. show. <laughs> Should we get into your assignment? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump yep. in. So uh, your assignment was about accomplishing goals. So uh, I told you that you had to sit down with your calendar and plan for the week, like two things that you wanted to get done for each day. And they could mm -hmm. be big or small, um, just anything that you felt you needed to accomplish and that you had to excuse yourself from being responsible for doing anything else. That anything else that got done that day was just a bonus as long as these two things got done. Uh, so how did that go? So, yeah, I, um, I feel like for, right out of the gate, I feel like it was such a cheat because like goal setting and accomplishing goals is a thing that I, I, I mean, I'm not the only one, but certainly I, like, I struggle with. I get easily distracted. I love start, starting things. Um, you know, a little, a little less, uh, you know, better at, at finishing them, any of mm -hmm. them, uh, or most of them. And uh, luckily I start enough things that if I finish a few, it's still pretty good relatively. Um, but this past week was the, um, was the deadline for the, the CBC creative relief fund. Yeah. feels like a bit of a cheat only because that was like such a hard deadline that I, mm -hmm. and I, I, I was either participated in, I either co like pitched trying to think yeah so i submitted four different projects so that week last week was so busy and so filled with that it feels like cheating because it's not like that was like <laughs> the most productive week i've ever had like you know certainly of the year yeah um and um and so like because of that i feel that bit of that um i don't know that the goal the the, the fire uh, the deadline um it was it feels like, I feel like it synthesized me being someone who can accomplish goals, but it's like, I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I normally think I struggle more with that without a deadline. I mean, that's really what I've known for a while yeah. is, is goal setting is for me, is fine. But if there isn't a hard out, um, I will mm -hmm. squeeze and, 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 and just push and, and, and extend and, and often extend to the point where I'm like, it, that's when I'll forget about it. But uh, unless there's that hard deadline, it's like the chance of it getting done are just so, so nil. So all I'd say, as far as my homework, as far as last week, it went great. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, you know, at least two goals, I guess where I feel even to extend it further and, and, and even disclose more about how it felt like cheating. Like I had goals set, but I feel like, you know, by the Wednesday, I didn't even, I might've done the goal that I should have done the day before for the other one, but it was like, I, because I kind of had four, kind of four goals a day, four different projects mm -hmm. that needed to be worked on. And so I did at least two, if not three out of the four every, you know, each and every other day that as a widespread for the week, I got, I got everything done. That's um, great. Yeah, it was even, good. It felt I think good. you need to give yourself the pat on the back, even though you had a hard deadline and the, you know, synthesis of all of the circumstances led to you yeah. being very productive. You still did it. Yeah, I over under over qualify accomplishment <laughs> and sell myself short and I'm very hard on myself. So I'm glad, glad you noticed. Um, <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah, um, it was pretty, yeah, it was cool to, you know, and I think finding 
you know, finding whatever that is, trying to synthesize a deadline outside of deadlines is the kind of big trick for me is mm -hmm. what, because it's, because my brain, my subconscious or my conscious is smart enough to know if it's a fake deadline, if it's not actually too, like, um, mine too, like, ways uh, around it. Um, if I try to set a good, like a deadline for myself, if it's a self-imposed deadline, there's no way that I'm going to meet it. Like, if it's only me who's going to be disappointed if I don't do the thing, it's not getting done, for sure. I need to be in a position to disappoint other people. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and because I don't, the disappointment I feel in myself isn't immediate. It's like a, it's a timed release thing where mm -hmm. months later, you know, when, six months later, whenever, you take stock in all the things that you didn't accomplish and then you beat yourself down about it. But it's not, it's not that instant, like, oh, I'm sorry I let you down this week. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the deeper, darker, like, oh, wow, I really, really could have done a lot more with my life up until this point. <laughs> How were you, like, back in school with, like, deadlines and assignments and things like that? Was it the same kind um, of thing? I was, I mean, I got good grades in school. Uh, they started to slip into, like, later end of high school because, um, but I was also, like, you know, in a, in the school play and and fashion show and whatever else I could just like participate in that involved a bunch of uh, people. Um, so often I was doing I was involved in so many things that and because my grades were decent, like I built a good reputation that then allowed me to like I never handed in things on time, but because I was part doing so much, teachers knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, and would give would give me the extension. I'd be like, "Sorry, I'm doing this, 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 and this. Can I get an extra week?" But I like I could have done it that week. You know, I'm just because I'm I'm doing it that the project is is getting done. You know, the night before mm -hmm. or or two days, depending upon the size of things. I mean, things are I guess a bit bigger now. Things, you know, to write, finish a script or or write a pitch or something. Even you know, to be honest, even like a a tagline or a paragraph pitch. Um, it's not the same kind of thing. Like I gotta, I need to go over that dozens of times and, and change little words here and there. So that can take, you know, even, even a week to get it done properly. Mm -hmm. um, but I will, yeah, I, I typically in back in the day would just push and extend and even in university, just as much as I could. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. <laughs> me too, definitely. I was a like up the night before an essay was due, finishing the essay kind of person. I would like, I would yeah. procrastinate by, because uh, I went to school for English, so it was all papers. That was all my grade was built on was writing essays. So the way that I would procrastinate is by just spending way too much time making the outline for it. That sure. I would just be like, I'm still working on it, you know, but it wouldn't start the actual writing of it until the night before ever. It did make it easier because when I went to go sit down with it, I had a very thorough outline. <laughs> very thorough. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was always the night before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, his essays, as far as that, yeah, it was, it was through the night. Now I find, and I, and I think it's just an age thing. Like I, I can't burn, I can't pull all nighters as like I, like I used to, like yeah. I'm actually just getting legitimately too tired <laughs> to like just drink coffee and get it done. Um, so I do, I do try to get things done during the day a bit more because I'll, I just yeah. have become an older man and get sleepy now. I also find like, I, now I realize I won't get anything done once the sun sets. It's like, once the sun goes down, my brain just turns off of any desire to actually achieve anything. Um, I only want to work while the sun is out. Are we okay here? I got another bad internet notification. I heard it all. It was a little choppy, but yeah, no, I, I'm, 
like obviously yeah feel the same He's, um, i can't pull on that like i used to do you like what is your relationship with productivity like do you measure your self-worth based on how much you're able to accomplish in a day in a day no i mean there is a i have trouble feeling like i've already done enough like i'm de i'm a gamer i like to play video games but if i if i you know, put in a pretty long session, it's tough to not finish that up with quite a bit of guilt. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if I can get enough of like, if I can get enough done in the morning and, and then exercise, then like, I mean, that's the best feeling ever. Then I can relax and, and, and gain the afternoon away. But, um, um, but big picture, yes. So in a given day, it's not that bad. But if I think of specific missed opportunities, which I don't think is unique to me, um, you know, you can kind of check in and go, well, where, yeah, like, and it's a completely useless way to, like, place to put your mind, useless way to think, because mm -hmm. it's not going to help you then achieve those goals now, you know, uh, and turn, you know, certainly uh, change, you just kind of get stuck in this idea of like, oh, I get, you know, this is, um, this is what I could have done, as opposed to what, what you can do, you know, but that's, that's definitely something where it's, I think it is connected to like, if I've made this decision to be a creative person to, uh, to share stories and tell jokes, you know, why isn't there more of it? You know, why have I not put more of it out there, you know, in, uh, in the years that I've, I've committed to it. And I mean, it is also relative. There are people, you know, who uh, have, have done more with less time and done less with more time. And I'm, I don't know where I'm, you know, somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think and, like uh, the nature of this industry, it's so individual though. And like, you can't really uh, use anybody else as your measuring stick for no, how you're doing idea. at all. It's not helpful. Mm -mm. Yeah. And, and you are, I think that, that, yeah, you comparing it to other people is, is a really hard thing not to do. Um, but yeah, I constantly need to remind myself uh, and anyone listening to this that it is useless yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and not helping, you know, you get to whatever it is you're upset about currently ha not having completed at all. Uh, nothing can, can, you know, certainly not thinking about what others have done. It's, um, you know, some people's stories take a lot longer to get out. Some, some people get an easier, you know, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of luck, uh, luck stacking along with preparation and um, so yeah, it, it is a real perspective thing, depending upon how I look at it, I can be like, oh yeah, like this is a, I've got a couple cool things that, and opportunities and also like the learning, like learning how to sell a show or, you know, learning how to create a show is a completely different skill, learning how to sell one, yep. uh, than learning how to voice a character on it or, or, or perform in it. Um, and the last few years I've been working a lot more on how to sell something like be a salesperson, which is, you know, not something I particularly like. It's not a skill that I've wanted to develop. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if you want, if you want to create something and have your story be told, then you're going to talk in front of a person who's going to need to be sold on the idea. You can't yeah. hum and hod or um and odd, or it could be the greatest idea ever. And if you're just like, yeah, it's the show and it's cool. And there's these <laughs> little things that happen and they're like, you know, and then unless you, um, yeah, unless you can really condense it and figure out and I'm still actively working on that and I it's uh it's stressful when you when you, when you have an idea that you know is good mm -hmm. and you try to sell it uh you tell people it and you realize you haven't been effective in, in getting that across you know despite the fact that you know it's good I mean that's almost worse because now you feel like you've you've done a bad job at representing your own ideas yeah um, it's crazy how 
how many skills you have to be able to cultivate in this industry to be successful. Like you have to be good at so many different things that are completely separate from each other. Like you were saying, like you have to be the creative force behind it, right? So like you have to be a good writer, you have to be a good salesperson, you have to be a good performer to be good at comedy. Even if in just in different areas of comedy itself, you have to be skilled in so many different ways to be able to make a living just because you need to have so many jobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing with um, the other thing I spend my time in is like videos, you know, camera operating and kind of event all um, AV stuff. You know, I'm a Canadian entertainer. So it's like I always say, you know, people are like, oh, that's good. You, you know, they'll see me camera operating for an event and then, then we'll be talking. They'll be like, oh, you do comedies. Mm -hmm. How's that going? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> camera operating this event. It's like, um, it can be a Canadian entertainer. It's just like being a Canadian football player. You know, they all have a, a most of them have a second job. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, learning how to be able to be useful and, and pick jobs that are often contract based mm -hmm. uh, as well. So with accomplishing goals, are you a person who usually sets like small goals in the short term as well as the long term stuff? Um, I mean, I think I've been fairly, I get excited about a specific task and then I focus on that for a really long time and then, and usually kind of get, as opposed to goal setting, I get more distracted by my own, by a new cool idea I have. And so my job is to kind of, <laughs> I, because I'm still not much of a goal setter. To be honest, I still can be a little uh, a little drifty uh, yeah. about life and kind of bounce along and and see what happens. Um, so, like my first kind of steps in terms of making that work for me is just to finish the thing. Like, okay, you know, all right, Christoph, you're excited about this. That's fine. Now finish it. Like, mm -hmm. see it to the end. Like, don't let go of it. Um, and you know, in regards to like this pitch tomorrow, it's you know that's something I've been holding on to for three years now. And there's been, that's the longest I've ever consistently worked on something outside of just stand up. Like that's great. You know. That's a huge thing to be proud of. Yeah. And, and it's one of these things that, you know, whether or not it ends up, you know, it, it's probably around its last cycle of life of like pitching and um, which is good though. We're going to networks and seeing if they like it. And, it, and, if, and if nothing happens, it will be kind of something that gets shelved that could be pulled out later, but I will move on to something else. And in that three years, I have learned like an incredible amount with, with, writing partners about about writing and creating characters and giving them you know giving them a why and a what and their and, and a you know a reason um and then trying to sell that and speaking with networks and studio people and, and working directly with the studio who's been trying to helping develop it um so i do like typically my i'm, I'm a pretty i'm pretty optimistic about that kind of stuff so even if it weren't to get picked up still quite grateful for how much I've grown in terms of how to what I can apply to to the next thing the next project yeah. regardless of the outcome of this individual project it was a like a learning experience as well and that has given you skills that you'll use for the next thing totally and I think yeah for me personally as someone who isn't great at goal setting and, and still working on writing the list until I can suddenly become good at that it's having like the I think working like you just said like working on day-to-day -day goals is mm -hmm. something that I need to apply because I have the big goal like I want to be in a writer's room whether it's my show or somebody else's like that is something I'm working towards so then, then the things that I do apply towards that greater goal mm -hmm. um, and then I think you know probably shrinking it down to a more of a micro level to 
you know, put in work every day that gets me closer to that is, um, you know, I'm big at long and medium term goals and the short term daily, weekly kind of stuff is definitely something that I need to, to work on more. Yeah, the short term goals are really valuable. And like, not only because like you said, they feed into whatever the bigger picture thing is, like you're taking a small step towards that each day. But it mm. also reframes for yourself your own relationship with accomplishing things. Like, if you have it in your head that like the story you have about yourself is I'm a person who doesn't finish things. If you finish a little thing each day, that story will start to change for yourself. Mm. Right? Like, cause you, people like to be right. Uh, so if you're telling yourself, like, I'm not a person who finishes things, like I start things and then I give up on them halfway through. Um, I'm going to abandon this, but when I lose interest, you want to be right. So you're probably going to do that. Right. Uh, whereas if you've changed that story for yourself by setting these little goals and accomplishing them, then you have a new story for yourself of having follow through, being able to finish things. And you want to be right about that too. So you're more likely to finish the next thing uh, because you've changed that story for yourself. Cool. Yeah. I, I dig that. I can yeah. try to uh, <laughs> apply that. I read this book um, maybe last summer uh, called Your Own Worst Enemy, uh, which is a, a very ominous title. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a little dry. It wasn't the most exciting book in the world, but it was all about um, being an underachiever as an adult. And I got, <laughs> I got so much out of that book. Like that was a really, really valuable book that I've read, even though it wasn't an entertaining read and it didn't move very fast. And I had to kind of just like anything, like chip away at it pretty slowly, but I got a lot out of that. And uh, that was one thing that they said in there was talks about how you like become an underachiever in the first place. Um, and it, it doesn't use the word underachiever. They call it um, like a, uh, they call you a high potential person, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. which is very sweet of them. Yeah, that's a little too kind. <laughs> yeah, but they they talk about like uh, certain qualities that uh, like personality traits that you exhibit as a child can lead to you being treated a certain way by the adults in your environment. And then that changes the way that you're raised and the way that you're taught in school. And then that changes who you are as an adult, obviously. So one of the things yeah. it was saying was like, if you are, uh, if you are a charismatic child, um, if you are like seemingly an intelligent child and you're pretty, um, like you have a low reaction level, like you're not like highly emotional, throwing tantrums, that kind of thing, then it makes all of the adults around you as a kid kind of relax and be like, oh, this is an easy kid. Like, I don't have to worry about you. You're going to be fine. So they don't yeah. get like, <laughs> they, they don't get hands on enough with you to really make you follow through on things. And like what you were saying about like teachers extending deadlines and stuff like that, that stuff will happen because the teacher's like, oh yeah, well, like I know that you know this stuff. So like, it's fine. Like to take your time. And then yeah, you right. kind of lose the, the grit and the ability to like uh, suffer through the sitting down and finishing a thing because all of the adults around you are like, you don't need this anyway. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I can, I can identify that with that quite a bit. Cause I mean, my, since I was a kid and still now to a degree, like there's, I want everyone, like if I'm in a room, I want everyone to feel comfortable and like be enjoying the experience, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. Obviously, you know, stand up uh, makes, was a good fit for that too. But you, I feel like you do that you charm people out of, you know, effectively giving you consequences and yeah. hard answers. You know, no one wants to, 
if you're the teacher, but well, my parent teacher meetings, my parents would tell me they come back and the teachers would just start um, like immediately open with excuses for me. Like, <laughs> like, oh, he's so busy. He's doing a lot of things. So, you know, he's like not really doing as much, but like, you know, he does a, it's good when he hands it in. Yeah. <laughs> parents would be like, what? <laughs> this guy is just, yeah. I think, I think there is, and it's funny you say that, like, and I feel like I still got out okay, but you're reminding me of people in my life that I've been through, like, incredibly, like, people who are so charming, who even, like, in early college or something, you could, they, they, there, there wasn't anything much going on for them, because they could, like, they could just kind of make a room sparkle, mm-hmm. everyone's at ease, and then no one expects anything from them, nor are they, like, they have themselves, like, I know you were talking about that reference more to, like, elementary public school, but I think, I can think of some people even, you know, in, in my 20s who were, who were like that, who, you know, who had it kind of tough, too, they were able just to, you know, turn the pans on anyone in a given moment, and, and at the same time, you, you know, they, they were just kind of spinning, spinning their wheels, because you get that, that daily goal setting thing. If your goal mm-hmm. is making people happy and you're making everybody happy every day just by being your charming self, then then what else are you going to build on top of that? Yeah, um, and people are so much more likely to give you a pass when you don't do the hard work part um, just be- because awesome. you're charming. <laughs> as opposed to handing you just some consequences every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Which you that there are some. Yeah. Which, like, which, not to say that, like, if that's how things were for you that you're just stuck in that and there's no going back like (laughs) these are things that you kind of have to learn and teach yourself as an adult um like I know for me uh my my mom god love her (laughs) my mom my mom is fantastic but she wasn't like checking if I'd done my homework every night and stuff like my mom never looked at a report card even like unless she had to sign it like she wouldn't even ask me what my grades were or (laughs) if I got my report card uh and so I I didn't gain that tolerance for like sitting down and doing the hard work and it's something that I'm still trying to teach myself to do in my adulthood of like even if nobody's checking this like you need to do it there's (laughs) there's things to be gained from it yeah I mean, and I, I wish my motivator was what can be gained, but it almost feels like for me, the motivator is like, you know how depressed you're going to be, you know, in another <laughs> year from if, if nothing else has moved forward. So, I mean, but I, I like the idea of that. Maybe I should get more excited about the potential of what could be and use, use that to drive me a bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, yeah, much, much more uh, reward driven, I think, the yeah. Yeah, the, like, that's what will motivate me is if there's, like, a big juicy reward at the end of the thing, um, in, as opposed to, like, a consequence. Mm-hmm. Right, because there were no consequences. There so were no consequences. <laughs> Zero consequences. <laughs> but, yeah, there's fun rewards out there that you yeah. can go get. I think, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I really regret uh, the way that I handled elementary school in terms of academics. Uh, I always got, like, fine enough grades, but it wasn't from effort. Uh, like, I I remember very vividly, maybe like grade four, I think it was, that I realized that nothing would happen if I were to get bad grades or weren't to hand in my homework. I was like, oh, if I look at this long term, like, like, as long as I pass everything, I get into high school. And then it's not until high school, the universities would start looking at my grades. So what is the point of trying right now? <laughs> like, I logicked my way out of caring about academics in elementary right. school. 
and not realizing like that's not what you're you're not you're not aiming for grades in elementary school you're learning how to learn at that point yeah. you're learning the tolerance for sitting down and doing the work like you're learning how to solve a problem that kind of thing um and i i wish so badly that i could go back and i don't know scold my <laughs> elementary school self into doing my homework yeah and get a foundational understanding Mm -hmm. of of math and whatnot for sure no that's like uh i wish i it'd be great if you knew like as an as a as a younger kid that you could just like steal like <laughs> you know, nothing's really that bad's gonna happen to you legally like all the crimes you could have scot free up until like i don't know at least 11 you could have just been going nuts laws didn't apply if only yeah we that's knew. true yeah. Just afraid to bigger. Please, please, if there are any children listening, <laughs> don't go on a crime spree. But yeah, there are there are no laws until you're like I don't know, sixteen. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's actually that's got to be uh, whoever's listening to this. Maybe they'll steal it. But um, that's another project I want to be working on. Is all the kids realizing they can cause crimes and then they. <laughs> a rebooting of the children of the dam type of thing except they're not possessed they're just like informed yeah <laughs> and realize that they can take over did you ever do any any bad kid stuff did you ever steal or anything oh god did i ever actually steal anything uh i don't know it's a pretty i like being a good which is so boring but like one of my goals like being a good kid was like important to me mm -hmm. uh, which you don't realize how uncool that is when you grow up but um but no i uh gosh did i steal a thing though i got if i did it wouldn't have been cool um uh but no no i didn't think i did i would i was the one that talked to the parents when i would walk into my friend's house yep um have conversations with them um i'm still a little like that now like in, in some ways i'm like i kind of wish i could be like a cool rule-breaking person but i'm just not and never will be <laughs> like <laughs> like even if a, a street is empty i'll still wait until the signal changes before i cross the street <laughs> like i'm not i'm not a cool and rebellious person as Ooh, much as i wish well, that i was a little more rock and roll yeah i'll jaywalk that's my bad streak i guess oh. <laughs> but that was 10 years of living in Montreal. you get taught how to how to ignore traffic signals yeah i got a little taste of that um i went to italy last year and uh oof poor italy right now but uh yeah i went to italy last year and all all of the drivers and all the pedestrians are so aggressive like there's no laws <laughs> it's like cars are just parking on the sidewalk like <laughs> everything is a parking spot like no Rome's rules apply <laughs> no i was at the i went to florence uh luca and milan and uh, yeah. everywhere it was just like no rules and uh, so you Very if you want to cross the street you just got to start walking and hope that the cars stop yeah. and uh, you just got to be like no this is my moment i am crossing the street now <laughs> it was good it like it brought up a, a little more of a like an assertive side of me uh that i don't tap into very often yeah it's just certainly a canadian culture shock to go mm -hmm. to a place uh like italy where people are uh, much more aggressive and and going after it and i thought yeah my time in italy i thought people were mad at me all the time it's like i, I would be like you know trying to order coffee and like prego you know they're just kind of yelling at me <laughs> oh boy what have i done <laughs> how did i already screw this up yeah I, I that's something that i've been trying to work on in myself is uh is taking up a little more space being a little more being a little more italian you know like 
not not taking crap and uh asserting myself a little bit more it's a it's a slow slow learning curve for that with me i think it's important because people will unconsciously take up the space that you leave exactly so you gotta you want to take up at least the space that you exist in mm-hmm. um you know so that people aren't kind of just yeah yeah i think it's uh, certainly a good thing to have because it's 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 almost like um yeah it's like a natural occurrence it's a it's like a gravity thing people who are who find it easier to take up space will will go ahead and and just and just do it if you if you leave them the room sometimes you know it's not even a it's it's it, more often than i'd say an unconscious act on on mm-hmm. both sides it's a really good way of putting that that like people will take up the space that you leave i've never thought about it that way i like that a lot yeah i mean i've just i've just noticed it and and because there's I've, I've had i have ups and downs whether i'm taking up more or, or less depending upon where my my environment but i've realized like because there's that take up space and i mean that could be interpreted in many ways but I think I'm someone who often will leave a lot of room and give people the benefit of the doubt and have, and what I, I think I'm working on similarly, maybe not exactly the same, but is, is, um, is, a, yeah, kind of standing up for yourself a bit more because there is people, even it can be seen as people like, oh, this person's being mean or they're taking advantage, but, you know, people will take advantage of someone as, as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's people who will, who would do it just because, yeah, maybe they've got the more a more aggressive, assertive thing, so they're just kind of moving at that pace, and have found that obviously there's examples of people being consciously taking advantage yes. of people, but there's, sometimes you just leave the room for enough room for people to kind of, you know, grab a, you know, grab a, a piece of your pie. I'm I'm completely wrapped up in metaphors <laughs> now, but uh, you know, it's making enough sense. <laughs> Hopefully I appreciate a pie-based metaphor. <laughs> sure, that's great. So what have you been doing during this time uh, to maintain your positivity? I know you said you had, like, it was hard at the very beginning, and you're doing pretty well now. What are the little things that you put into practice to try and maintain that? Uh, step one, exercise. Um, I've got, a lot of people don't have the gym. I guess one of the lucky transitions for me is when I'm good about that, um, I've just got a few kettlebells and a couple of routines. I, I need like, you know, six by three feet and I'm, I'm good to go. So uh, doing that, you know, with a fair amount of regularity, I'd say on average, like four days a week at least, um, which is the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of, that fixes most problems I have, are, I realize are just me kind of being stuck in my own head and needing to, you know, just get some energy out. Um, after that is writing, been journaling a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have journals sporadically throughout my life, but this has been a bit much more consistent about it. And then, yeah, having something to work on. So this, honestly, that CPC relief fund, whether any of that, whether any of those projects, I got a documentary, a podcast and two scripted shows. If any of those, even if they don't go, um, just having that, I've got those, the kind of pitches ready now and got a, you know, part of a Bible for two different projects with friends of mine. Mm-hmm. It was great to work with them and bounce ideas off. So, um, you know, I have a few other things that have come up with friends. Again, these, like, nothing's a job yet, but having something to work on that I'm interested in. I think one of the biggest helps for me has been that my, uh, you know, the new relationship, I mean, they work, they're working from home. So I'm in an environment where people are getting up and they're at work, 
you know, at 8.30. Yeah, like I, keeping a regular well, schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which has been amazing. I'm getting a good night's sleep for the first time in, <laughs> in regular hours for the first time in 17 years. And, um, and that's been a real interesting shift outside of the world of, of stand-up. Um, but what's been, so yeah, what's the upside, which is like, and it, it is very much because they are there. Like I have spent a couple of days um, back at home and was like realizing how quickly that can drop when there's no one else around mm -hmm. working really hard. Um, but that's helped. And I, I think, so yeah, exercise, um, getting my like thoughts out, just emotional stuff or personal stuff. And then, and then just something to work on. It can be one thing, you know, I think my goal is to where it whittle it down to a maximum of three things. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to just having more than that. But uh, yeah, creating new new ideas, something to work on is, yeah. is really the most important thing. Whatever, and mine happens to be writing and, and you know, shows and stories, but. Yeah, regardless of like whether or not you're in a creative field, just having something to focus your attention on that isn't the current circumstances is major. Like even just in, in conversations with friends and stuff, it seems like because none of us really have anything else going on, there's nothing else to talk about except for like the isolation and the virus and stuff like that. That's all that there is to talk about. Like as I'm walking through the street, I'll like eavesdrop on other people's conversations, like people that I pass who are talking to each other. And it's, it's the only thing that you hear. Like nobody has anything else to, to talk about, which means that it's all that's going on internally as well, right? So if you have something on the go, some sort of project or something that you're working on, it gives you something else to focus your attention on, which is really important. Mm -hmm. So you don't get sucked down the hole. Well, yeah, because people say like, this is a great time people get a chance to finally reflect. And that's true up until like a few days. You get a few mm -hmm. days of reflection and then, then there needs to be some action taken upon that, that yes. you know, action that, that can be taken. You can reflect and see it, you know, reflect positively on your past, reflect negatively on certain things, but then, then you need to do something about that. And if you're just mm -hmm. constantly reflecting on the past and nothing, <laughs> or, or a current situation and just, it's, and everything's just happening in your head, then, then yeah, mm -hmm. uh, not good for sure. I, ha I have like to talk about it being like a time for reflection and stuff like that. I do think that it is like a unique opportunity for personal growth this time that we're in and particularly the isolation. Like I know uh, for me, uh, I think that I put a lot of stock in other people's opinions of me or like other people's reactions to me and the being alone part of it has been, I think, already a little transformative in that I have no one around watching me. I'm unobserved. It's like how a matter behaves differently under observation. Like I'm not being observed right now. So I get to find out what it looks like when I'm not being observed. And like little things like I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of baking. That's been my like quarantine hobby is that I'm doing all this baking. But uh, my roommate has a lot of dietary restrictions. So can't eat any of the things that I'm baking. Um, so <laughs> I'm noticing like uh, I'll make something and then I'll be so sad that nobody else gets to try it. Right. And a part of that is just that like I've made a thing and I want to share it with other people. But also probably part of that is like I want somebody to eat this and praise me for what a good job I did in baking this thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, now like it's just me. So it's just like, oh, just praise yourself. Like you did a good job baking this thing. It tastes good. Even if you're the only one who eats it, like that was still time well spent. Uh, even if there's nobody to pat me on the back and be like, good cookies, Tracy, good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause it's, you know, if you're able to sustain yourself with that, uh, then sure. 
involving other people in it can be a nice bonus. Mm -hmm. But um, certainly to have your baseline be, you know, a, a decent amount of satisfaction as opposed to what you said, this, you know, the sadness of, of it just being you is a good thing. And I, yeah, that's something I certainly um, uh, could work on, um, you know, being kind of, yeah, in, internal validation. I think it's something that all comics Yes, uh, <laughs> we, we literally stand on a stage asking other people if they like us. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's a, so much of our job. So uh, yeah, I think all of us are in need of being able to pat ourselves on the back a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I'm still still working on that one through therapy. <laughs> <laughs> God bless therapy. Yeah, it's a privilege. It's uh, I mean, it, it'd be nice if if it was a right extended to everyone, but I don't. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm uh, certainly grateful for for the access that I have to it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Are you usually good at accepting compliments? What's your relationship with compliments? Um, I think it depends. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. Depends upon the compliment, you know, like mm -hmm. where it's coming from, what it's about. So we'll see. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it really, it's the compliment depends on the compliment based. All right. Well, my compliment for you would be, um, I look up to you a lot as a comedian. I really, I really love your comedy. And I think that you're a really talented writer and performer. Um, you were very nice to me when I was very new, which I really appreciated. Like, uh, even though you were like miles ahead of where I was, like you took the time to have a conversation with me, uh, which I really appreciated. Um, you make me a little nervous, to be honest. Uh, if I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being, if I'm being fully honest, you make me a little nervous um, because I look up to you and I, and I think you're really good at what you do. And uh, I really hope that Comedy Central picks up whatever you're pitching to them because they'd be fools not to. Um, I also think that uh, you are, I think you're a good ally. I think that uh, you make a point of having your work serve a purpose. Uh, and I, I really appreciate that. So thank you for that. Whoa, well, I like those <laughs> ones. I can accept that. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. That's, that's nice to hear. Seems like you've, uh, yeah. <laughs> You've been working on these, comp you've been complimenting people. You're good at it. That's the compliment I can give you right now. Is you really know how to, how to compliment. <laughs> Phil, thank, thank you. Thank you, sincerely. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, You're welcome, yeah. sincerely. And thank you for being here. Thank you for being a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anytime. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be running more. So, um, mm -hmm. If you have another one, uh, let me know. I don't have a lot going on. Great. So. <laughs> And uh, listeners, go be nice to yourself uh, and remember that love is everywhere. Sure is. Bye.